0: Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke in the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 13, and can be found on the New Testament portion of your Bible on page 72. Let us continue to listen for God's word to us this day. Jesus was teaching, praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us into the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is a friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give them whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If then you, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For our younger listeners this morning and for folks who like to have things to keep track of, here are three things to be listening for. The first, what are some ways that we can pray? The second, what are some things God keeps finding a new way to say? And the third, how many times do I say pray, or prayer, or praying? You might need to get out a pencil for that one. The recent Broadway musical, and don't worry, I'm not going to sing it, but the recent Broadway musical, Come From Away, tells the story of a small island community of Gander in Newfoundland, Canada, in the week after the September 11th attacks. Gander is where the planes were diverted when the US airspace was closed. And so this tiny town took in over 7,000 stranded travelers. After these passengers were allowed to leave the planes that they'd come in on, they were taken to makeshift shelters. These passengers were from all over the world and spoke a whole host of languages and practiced a variety of religions. As a musical portrays it, this is both a wonderful and expansive experience for the Newfoundlanders, but creates struggles over how to make space for one another and create not only tolerance in a trying situation, but also welcome, comfort, and safety. There's a scene in which one of the passengers asks to go to church. And so this passenger and her new friend from town head to the Catholic Church to light candles and to pray. Another passenger enters the scene and they begin singing a version of the prayer of St. Francis. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there is doubt, true faith in you. As they sing these words, a passenger who is an Orthodox Jewish rabbi comes on stage and begins singing in Hebrew, the Osei Shalom, a prayer for peace. Yet another passenger enters and begins talking about what it is like to practice dawn and midday prayers as a Muslim in this moment, surrounded by so many people, people who are hearing all sorts of misinformation from their television screens. He lays down his prayer rug and begins to pray. And on the other side of the stage, several Hindu passengers begin to pray a prayer of peace from their tradition. Prayer is a hallmark in the lives of people in faith from a variety of traditions from all over the world. Writer Anne Lamott writes, prayer means that in some unique way, we believe we're invited into a relationship with someone who hears us when we speak in silence. She continues on to say, we can pray for things. We can pray for people. We may pray for things that would destroy us, We can pray for a shot at having a life in which we are present and awake and paying attention and being kind to ourselves. We can pray, hello, is anyone there? We can pray, am I too far gone or can you help me? We can say anything to God, it's all prayer. Prayer is taking a chance that against all odds and past history, we are loved and chosen and do not have to get it together before we show up. As Christians, we have a rich biblical tradition of prayer. God's people are a praying people, and there's no one way that they pray. Jacob prays for a blessing. Moses prays for the forgiveness of the Israelites who are wandering around with him in the desert and not listening to God. King Hezekiah prays for deliverance from enemies. Hannah prays for a son. Saul prays for guidance. King Solomon prays for wisdom. Elijah prays for the life of a small child. Daniel continues to pray to God even when praying to God is outlawed. The Psalms are a lengthy collection of prayers from a variety of voices covering a broad scope of human emotion. Mary prays in praise of God for lifting high the lowly. A tax collector prays for mercy a centurion prays for the healing of his servant. The disciples pray that or the disciples pray that God would calm the storm while they are out at sea. While in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prays that this cup all that is about to have happen would pass him by, but that God's will would be done. The church in Acts prays for Paul's release from prison. The angels in the book of Revelation pray and worship. And one of my favorites, Jonah prays to God from the belly of a whale. The word pray or prayer occurs over 500 times in the Bible. And even more than that, too many for me to count, the Bible recalls people talking to God without even using the word prayer. God's people are praying people. So why then? Do we often get so tripped up about praying? With all these many instances of prayer in the Bible with different motivations and different words and different perspectives, why do the disciples and us need to ask Jesus for specific instruction on prayer? Some of the answer goes back to the sermon last week about Martha and Mary. Martha, as you might recall, is trying her best to keep up with all the rules and customs and expectations that her society placed particularly on women to keep the home and to entertain guests. She was just trying to follow the rules. The disciples are doing the same thing. They come from a long line of teaching that there are certain ways to pray, certain words to use. While none of this is bad and can actually be quite helpful for people like me who like having a plan to follow, We sometimes need permission to break out of the mold that we have been given and try new ways of doing things and experiencing the world. As one commentator says, the prayer that Jesus teaches them is not the familiar one from the liturgy that we pray, prayed in an infinite number of settings for centuries. It's a spare, abridged version, without the flourishes that make a demand sound like a polite request. Today, it would be like an email with no exclamation points or personalization. Again, I think Jesus is trying to free the disciples, just like he was freeing Martha from the constraints of the culture she was living in. I don't think Jesus cares exactly how you pray, just that you pray, just that you talk to God. Your words don't need to have flourishes. They need to be whatever words come honestly out of your mouth and convey your joy, your sorrow, your need for help. The disciples seem to be asking an unspoken question. The same commentator interprets this set of questions as, Lord, who are we to ask God for bread every day or to be forgiven or to be kept out of danger? Do those questions sound kind of familiar? The struggle to believe, and Lamont's words that I read earlier, we are loved and chosen and do not have to get it together before we show up, that's real. I fight it. (laughs) I've had countless conversations with others who struggle with that too. And yet, this message is a foundational one in our scriptures. Time after time, in story after story, with person after person, and community after community, God finds new ways to say, I am here with you. I hear you. I know you. I love you. God shows up in a burning bush, in manna, falling from heaven as an angel at an empty tune in the very person of Jesus Christ. God finds new ways to communicate with us. This week I had a number of emails from members of the congregation asking me to add them to the prayer list. If you're not aware, our staff keeps a prayer list of people in the community who have asked for prayer, whether it's for themselves or a loved one or the world, and it's sent out weekly to those who would like to receive it, that they also might be in prayer. We use this list at our staff meeting each Tuesday as a reminder of the many people and situations within our community that we can be uplifting. I often have people say to me that they can feel the power of the prayers being said on their behalf. And so we pray to remind ourselves of God's great and expansive capacity for love, for grace, for healing. We pray to do what we can to support and surround our friends and loved ones We're going through a difficult time. We pray so that we stay connected to God and that through that connection and our clumsy attempts at articulating the needs of the world, we're connected to the world around us and open to God's transformation. Sometimes we pray because we don't know what else to do. I received several emails this week from a parishioner, a member of the congregation, who has a lot going on in his extended family, and the situations were changing by the moment. He apologized for sending me so many emails, and I responded that I was grateful for those emails, that they helped me to stay in the loop of what was going on in his life, and helped me to care for and about him and his family in the changing ways of their life. I'm often saddened by the content of emails that are sent to me, or prayer requests that are written on those little three by five cards, I will never be sad to receive them. Keep them coming. This call here at Fairmount has helped me to more tangibly understand Paul's words in Philippians, which are reiterated in a number of ways in his many letters. I thank my God every time I remember you constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers, for all of you. That's real. Now, let's be honest, there are moments y'all drive me crazy. Please laugh. That would be the moment. Okay. Also, there are moments I drive you crazy, like all of them. I appreciate that. But I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be connected to you, and I'm glad that God has brought us together. So I'm going to keep praying, even if I don't know exactly what prayer does, and even if I don't usually have beautiful words to offer, and even if I have no idea what to say. Because if you've been with me in a meeting or a hospital room, you probably know that I end most of my prayers saying, God, we trust you to hear us when we come to you in prayer, whether that prayer is silent, or spoken, or yelled, or even inarticulate, God, you hear us, and you know us, and you love us. That's the foundation of my faith. I don't know if I'm getting it right most days, but I'm sure going to show up and keep trying and believing that God is near. So I challenge you this week to pray. I don't really care what you say or how you do it. You could try praying in color or Ignatian prayer or breath prayers or reading prayers that others have written or trying to write down people and situations you're praying for, or praying while you knit, or praying for emergency vehicles and the people they carry as they pass you on the road or helicopter themselves above you. You can pray as you listen to the radio or the news or as you listen to your child or your sister or your best friend talk about their life. You can pray by silencing your mind and trying to open it to be present to the world and take in all that is around you. You can yell and curse and shake your fist at God and argue like Abraham. It's all prayer. And all of it connects us to God and to one another. As Anne Lamont says, there are three essential prayers. Help, thanks, wow. So go out into the world and pray just that. Hallelujah and amen.